Um, hi, so I was using pads before I shifted to uh, menstrual cups and I realized that the number of pads I used per cycle in itself was huge and doing this for another 20 odd years I was just not okay with it. I spoke to a few people and they endorsed the idea of it so I was uh, pretty convinced to give it a shot. Just it was honestly just less of a hassle than using a pad. I did try using both tampons and menstrual cups but both did not sit well with my body. Whenever I've tried to use a menstrual cup it just seems a little too difficult to uh, place it in the correct position i have thought about it but i don't know enough about like cups and stuff to know if they're safe you're listening to the quince podcast if you've been on the internet in the last couple of years chances are you know about the menstrual cup this eco-friendly alternative period product that saves you money while also saving the planet But are you overwhelmed, intimidated or unsure about actually using it? And maybe you've tried it but weren't able to and you're thinking, what am I doing wrong? Hello everyone, I'm Anushka from QuintFit and today I'm joined here with Dr. Taneya Narendra or as she's known on the internet, Dr. Cuteris. And we're taking a deep dive into all things sustainable period products, especially the famous cup. Throughout the course of the podcast, we'll also hear from people like you who share their experiences with menstrual cups, some swear by it, some haven't been able to get the hang of it, and others just have some questions. Thank you so much for joining me, Dr. Tanea. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Getting right into it, currently we have so many different types of uh, menstrual hygiene products in the market, so many alternatives that we didn't have a few years ago. So can you give us a quick overview of the kind of sustainable menstrual hygiene products that we have right now, what they are? Um, So yeah, we have a huge variety available. We have menstrual cups, we have reusable pads, we have period panties, we have menstrual discs. I mean, there's just so many different kinds available these days. And uh, it's really wonderful because then everybody has their own method that works for them. So, I mean, you know, there's something for everybody, essentially. Right. Okay, let's talk about uh, menstrual cups because those are some of the most popular sustainable menstrual hygiene products out there. Um, You know, like you mentioned, there are so many different kinds available There are ones which are collapsible, disc ones, ones with rings and stems and so forth. So if you're a complete newbie, how do you decide which one to go for, which one to choose? Um, I think it's a bit of trial and error. Just as it takes some time to find, I don't know, your perfect shoe, it also takes some time to find your perfect cup. And all these um, variants and varieties that are there are just helpful for catering to different audiences. For example, um... I personally use a cup that has a ring at the bottom because I find it easier to pull out. So I think it's more of a choice and a preference situation as opposed to this kind of cup is better for you or this kind of cup is worse for you. Right. Uh, And you mentioned that you yourself use the cup. So can you take us through your experience of making the switch and, um, you know, what, what it's been like for you? So I started using a cup in 2017 and I was living in the UK at that time where there was one brand that was more freely available. I did feel a little bit hesitant and I tried, I wanted to use it in India, but my mom's a gynecologist and she said, she said no. Just 
most Indian gynecologists have a block in their head about <laughs> using anything insertable inside the vagina before you're married. Um, but then <laughs> um, I explained to her and I, it, it was a new product that we didn't know too much about. So I think it was also the hesitation of what is this newfangled contraption? Um, so I started using it on the slide and then it worked really well for me. And eventually my mom got around and like now she's on board with cups. But I think it took me a couple of uh, months of wearing pads or panty liners along with my cup as a backup because I didn't quite understand how folds work and I didn't know when to empty it because that's a little bit of trial and error situation where you just learn over time that, okay, now I think my cup should be full now. Yeah. And then it's now been, I don't even know how many years, but yeah, I'm very happy on my journey. <laughs> so like you mentioned, that was also my mother's reaction when I first started using it because I didn't tell her either. She found it like, oh my God, this is like, how can you use this? <laughs> So I totally get that. But um, just kind of to build up on that, that's also uh, something that a lot of newbie users um, face, like, especially if you've only used pads up until then, people are kind of intimidated uh, when it comes to um, something that you have to insert, especially like something as big as a cup. So the transition was, it was a very daunting task, first of all, to try the menstrual cup at first, even after watching multiple videos and talking to people and reading manuals, I couldn't get over the mental block of inserting a cup inside. It was very scary and extremely frustrating because I wasn't able to insert it. It's a mental block that hindered me from inserting it. I couldn't use the cup at all for the first four months after buying it. I tried every month, but it, I just couldn't get over the fear. But once I had inserted it, it was comfy right away. A lot of my patients are actually coming to me just for understanding how to put the cup inside or how to take it out. Using certain things can be very, very helpful. For example, if you can buy a water-based lubricant, one of the biggest mistakes we make when trying a cup is we insert it when we're not on our periods just to see how it feels. But because there's no natural lubric lubrication inside the vagina at that time, because you're not aroused and you're not on your period, it can cause irritation it can be difficult to insert and then people are just like and uh, the other thing is that squatting is very very helpful so when you squat you open up your pelvic floor in a way where things are not as tightly constricted any longer and the other thing is that a lot of people become so tense when inserting it for the first time that they involuntarily clench their muscles and, you know, if you're standing up, your, your vagina is not in a relaxed position um, and, you know, you're nervous and you're clenching and you're unlubricated and you try to shove it in, it doesn't work for a lot of people that way. And this can be extremely discouraging. So when you do try it for the first time, make sure you squat, breathe in and out, get comfortable, put some lube on it and then insert it. It'll make the whole process so much easier. Also, in my personal experience, I found, um, especially initially, taking it out harder than actually putting it in uh, because, you know, especially when I wasn't quite able to break the seal and it, it would just get stuck and it's frustrating and uh, painful also. So is there a right way to uh, take it out? Are there ways to make it less painful and um, to, to make the extraction a little bit smoother and less messier also? And you should never pull, you should never yank at your cup. It should be breaking the seal, which is extremely important because the way a cup sits inside you is because of two reasons. The first reason is that the walls of the vagina 
are constantly in contact with each other unless you're aroused when your vagina kind of opens up um and in any normal situation your vaginal walls are always touching each other so you basically putting something inside and is being held in place simply because the vaginal walls are in contact it's not like your vaginal holding on to it mm-hmm. and the other way it sticks in is because of the vacuum it forms around your cervix so if you yank it the walls of course you know you can part with your fingers but if you yank it that vacuum will put a lot of suction on your cervix and that kind of pressure is not good for your uterus and general pelvic organs so sticking a finger inside the easiest way is to just squeeze the base to um gently pinch the bottom of the cup and break the seal and bring it out and wiggle it out instead of yanking it out that way more blood is also contained inside and it becomes a little bit easier it's extremely important when you're cleaning your cup there will be holes on the top make sure when you clean your cup the holes are clear because if the holes are blocked a seal will not get formed adequately and when you try to break that seal it also won't happen properly we know about toxic shock syndrome and tampons is toxic shock syndrome possible with menstrual cups also um, so specific types of tampons are associated with dss not all kinds it's the super absorbent kind mm-hmm. um and we haven't had any reports of dss happening from menstrual cup use so far and cups have been around for a very long time menstrual cups are made up of this material called medical grade silicone and the special thing about it is that it is super slippery and it's because of that surface that it's difficult for bacteria to grow on it bacteria need something firm to hold on to mm. so the nutrition in the form of blood is definitely there but it's difficult for them to really cling to it and form a big bacterial colony and lead to an infection with that said you also want to be hygienic and you want to make sure you're cleaning your cup properly because it's not necessarily that it will cause tss but it can cause other vaginal infections um and one thing that's really really important with using a cup that we all tend to skip is that every time you insert your cup or take out your cup or you're touching your cup make sure your hands are clean and then make sure your nails are short so many of my patients who struggle with a cup and they say bahut dard hota hai aur problem hoti hai is because they have really long nails and when they're putting their fingers inside they're cutting themselves on the inside um keep your nails short just generally you can carry a lot of bacteria and dirt and worm eggs under your nail surface is it okay for people who have never had sex to use a menstrual cup will it take away my virginity firstly virginity is a social construct it's not a medically valid concept um secondly you can very much use it if you do believe in the concept of virginity that means having sex for the first time that doesn't mean inserting anything inside your body for the first time so um uh, you're not having a sex with a cup <laughs> so i guess it's okay um the second thing is that you know you shouldn't be putting anything foreign inside your body and it's bad for you um a lot of that is linked to purity culture where people do believe that inserting anything inside the vagina will make you impure um absolutely untrue there are a lot of a lot of things we put inside our body we put in contact lenses nobody comes and tells us that oh no they're bad for you you shouldn't put anything foreign inside your body yeah these are extremely safe very well tested and um, i don't see any reason to not use a cup unless you have like a medical contraindication say 5 6 years after i started menstruating around 
you know when i was 16 years old every time after i complete my cycle i would have severe uti so after that i started you know shifting to cotton based sanitary pads which are more expensive i had to do it because i could not deal with the uti and the pain anymore so yeah i did try using both tampons and menstrual cups but both again did not sit well with my body every time i tried like shifting to one of them even though you know i made sure that i practiced all the uh, precautions and safety instructions and cleanliness guidelines my body still could not take a foreign object inside again you know i went back to my childhood where i had severe pain and severe uti again and i did not understand what was happening but uh, again you know last year when i tried shifting to a menstrual cup i had the same problem again now every time let me tell you why i keep doing this in faces every time i see a vlog or i read a story about how people have shifted to menstrual cups i do get like very attracted to it you know it is uh, not only is it sustainable it also looks very way more convenient for people who have started using it and whose body is taking to it but unfortunately every time i do give it a very honest try my body just does not accept it yes um there are some cases where you shouldn't be using products um if you have a condition like vaginismus where you're not able to insert the menstrual cup please do not force yourself to do that anyway don't force yourself to do that but especially if you have vaginismus it can be very anxiety inducing um if you have any ongoing vaginal infection at the moment you shouldn't be using a cup it can aggravate your infection um the other thing is that if you are sensitive to silicone shouldn't use it i do want to establish that the cup is not the answer for everybody and um people don't have to switch to a cup i feel like there's a lot of peer pressure in <laughs> switching to sustainable products right now right. which we should let go of yeah absolutely and um you know there are so many people who it just doesn't suit their bodies or even logistically you know there are people who um are not able to make it work because they're in jobs where they don't have access to clean washrooms all the time um but we're in a time when we're so conscious of climate change its impact and how much waste we're generating that it can be really easy to feel guilty when we're um you know contributing so much to it but like you said it's okay if you're uh, using non-sustainable products especially period products that can't be avoided if you're not able to make the switch right yeah exactly that uh, menstrual products are not a luxury they're a necessity um if you want to reduce your plastic impact eat one less packet of chips in a month they also come in plastic packaging nobody has ever told you oh you are a bad person you should only buy organically packed sustainably packed snacks and you know uh, because you're creating havoc on the environment it's that's not a necessity so i feel like um eco anxiety is a very real fear especially for our generation and the upcoming generation we are seeing the real life impacts of climate change but the burden of uh being more green does not lie on a menstruator in terms of their you know of the period products they use it's the same thing as going to a hospital where you're requiring 
medical intervention, you wouldn't worry about, oh, they're using a plastic cannula. I will only use a biodegradable cannula. Or, or like, or, oh, they're using one-time use syringes and there are so many of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. I mean, there's there's a bigger industrial impact and, you know, companies are more responsible for climate change than period products. And, you know, nobody should be forced to use something with this, you know, gun on their head. Oh, you have to be more green. I don't believe in that. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quince website and check out our other podcasts. 